Welcome to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble, powered by Carcia Resource Professional Consultant. This is Teresa Gamble, your host of Courageous Conversations, and this month for November, me and Mr. Gamble, we're going to be doing some storytelling for y'all this month on all the topics our show is all about. But this particular episode, this is going to be a celebratory topic. Because my birthday is this week, November 5th. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Thanking God to see 51 years because I was told, I think probably when our children were small, that um, when I got diagnosed with ovarian cancer, that I would not live long enough to see my children become men, become husbands, become fathers, and even for me to be a grandmother. So I don't take my life lightly. I don't take it for granted. If anything, I'm thankful and I'm blessed to be able to see them. But I'm just like King Hezekiah. He turned his face to the wall and he asked God to extend his life. And I did the same. So I have to make sure I'm about my father's business. So this November 5th, 2021, I will be 51 years old. And I got diagnosed back in my late 20s, early 30s. So I am blessed to still continue to be among the land of the living. Yeah. And I'm so excited on November 6th. I'm going to have a virtual birthday party. It's the Body Matters birthday badge. So you get to learn about my amazing new lifestyle brand, Suffering to Soaring for Black Women. So you don't want to miss out on that. So you need to follow me on social media to find out the details. So honey, since I have reached 51 yes. since you've known me since I was 16. Yes. What is your takeaway? First of all, I am truly blessed that the Lord has allowed me uh, to meet you, um, to share your life with me um, from dreams and I used to daydream, you know. I don't, I don't know if anybody ever still do that. You know, I used to daydream before I mattered. And I used to always daydream about, you know, my wife, my girlfriend, if you say what I wanted and things like that. And so the Lord allowed me to be able to um, have that goal met, have those dreams and vision met to find a beautiful young lady like yourself. And I really appreciate you. I adore you. I thank you for being my wife and the mother and uh grandmother about <laughs> children and grandkids and so it's just beautiful to know that 34 years the Lord allowed us to be able to maintain our status and sometimes you know oftentimes I share with you how how can we are is, is there anybody that look like our marriage you know if there's anybody that look like you know what we look like and I ain't talking about and no disrespect to ones that been married more than one time. But a lot of time, me and my wife, you know, we meet people. And a lot of time, a lot of people are, are, are have been married, you know, and things like that. And you see a lot of uh, groups that, you know, come together. You know, you got your single group. You know, you got your married group. And a lot of time when you have those groups and stuff, a lot of time people have been out married two or three, four times and a thousand times. But it's still a blessing no matter what. Um, at the end of the day, sometimes those people cleave to me and Teresa, <laughs> to us a lot, you know. And so sometimes we try to find people that look like us um, or who we can relate to or, or who can pray for us or who can help us. So That's a good one, honey. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times 
we are viewed as the the lion, the strong one. Yeah. That we don't have to be poured into, and that's why I want to do November for this episode because November is also uh, Harvest Month, and yeah. that was the month I was born in. And November fifth is a special day, number five. That's my favorite number. And it's not mentioned often in the Bible, but when it is, it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, in my case, why people look at me and see why I go so hard and why I do so much and why I wear multiple hats, it's because of the diagnosis of the ovarian cancer. Yeah. I didn't know how long I was going to be on this land and this earth. And I wanted to do as much as I could for as long as I could. Right. Not just for myself, but to help my husband. Of 34 years who I've known and met since I was 16 and yeah. I'm 51 that's a long time y'all yeah to be with the same person never separated never divorced never no. never moved back to each other parents house never and left each stuff. other we never slept in a different room anything like that we didn't that. do any of those things no. we did just like the Bible tell us to do as a matter of fact Teresa if you don't mind um, not only 34 years of marriage but um, we have all together 36 years because we dated and we also, uh, when we dated, we didn't live together. Right. And we didn't shack or anything like that. And so we wanted to be able to, when I mentioned earlier about finding people that look like us to identify like us because we didn't do what you would average see people do today, get together, live together, you know, and pay bills and all that stuff, you know. And I had a, a, a simple rule that, you know, we were girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, right. we were dating. Right. Yeah, right. You we know? were courting. And then, so when it was time to be engaged, you know, I went to her parents' room and asked them for the for her hand, and we was engaged. And until the time that we set the date in um, um, July twenty second, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. And so, and um, to this very day, and that's what it has been for me and her. So, and 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 that's very important because yeah. you know I was very strategic. So to help people under that always been trying to figure me out and say, well, you just need to choose one thing. You just need to be good at one thing. But you don't understand mm -hmm. my background and and my livelihood. I had to multitask because I wanted to make sure things was put in order and in place, not just for me, but for my husband, for our sons, right. to make sure they had me in their life, even though I wasn't living among them. Mm -hmm. So with that mentality and that mindset, I can't help but be operate ambidextrously, you know, yeah. multitasking, you know, trying to get things done and in place. And even though God has spared my life an additional 20 plus years, I still don't take it for granted because he can choose at any moment, at any time to say, okay, Teresa, I need you to come home. So in the, in that, in that retrospect, the thing and the goal is, is what you're going to be remembered for. What is your legacy going to stand for? What will your family members say about you right. when you're, when you have left the land of the living? And I wanted to be able to know that not only I had a well-lived life personally, you know, marrying the husband of my dreams that I wrote about ninth grade in high school and having the, the children we had and the beautiful grandchildren we now have. I wanted to make sure that things was in place that they know that they mom, their grandmother, my husband, his as his wife. My wife was this to me. She was this to our children. She was this to our grandchildren. She was this in church and ministry. She was this in business. She was this um, major person in community. That's so right. that is why I do the things I do. No, you may not get it. 
No, you may not understand. No, you may think I'm a difficult person to get along with. But there is a reason behind for what I do. Because of the lessons I have learned, the people pivots I done had to deal with, the attitudes, the mentalities, the loyalty I have displayed for others, helping them make money, help them build their brand, their ministries, their organizations, their marriages, their marriages yeah, you know, pushing their children. I was a school teacher, yeah. so I taught a lot of children. I taught young adults. I taught adults. Yeah. And in all my investing into each person, that I made a tremendous impact. But I have learned in this walk, in this journey of 51 years, all the reciprocity I have given to those individuals mm -hmm. for those ages, in those stages, none of them that I can count on one hand has returned the same favor. If they done it, they did it in secret. If they done it, they did it as a way to apologize instead of being an adult and say, hey, sis. Can we have a conversation? Yeah. Can I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, whatever I did in the past, let's make it right. No one has done that with me. And it's not that a fact I'm not approachable. You just can't come to me with no foolishness and no games because I can smell it a mile away. And especially my husband. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, if you wrong, admit you wrong. Make it right. Because at the end of the day, I don't determine whether you go to heaven or hell. The God's going to do that. And he's going to look at what you've done. And he's going to take what you have done, whether it's to me or anybody else. Did you do what he tell us to do? And so that's why I'm so grateful, Teresa, to share this opportunity with you. To let you know, as we always say, you know, give us our flower while we live, right? And so I always want to um, thank God that, you know, I give him all honor and glory and praise to him, Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, always. It's like for me, it's 24-7. But I always uh, remind myself and to remind Teresa that it's okay for me to tell you, thank you, I love you, I appreciate you what you've done. Look, you don't have to work no more. I got you. Right, and so uh, you don't have to do certain things anymore because you put your time in. Yes. And when a lot of time people see you not doing nothing, they think you're not doing nothing uh, because they don't know you anyway. First of all, yeah. so they only see what they know. Yeah. But what people don't know is I've watched her how to be a young lady and how she was a wife and how she was a mother and a grandmother and working on these people's jobs and going to school. For numerous of hours that's uncounted for that I know what she did in this society so as a husband a mate to her it can come a time in it came time in my life I wanted to show her how much I appreciated her and not just to say here's a card or you know here's a it is about money but it's to show her the value that her labor and all she have done for me that I can appreciate and say hey listen you don't have to work anymore as long as God has given me life, health, and strength in my body, and that day did come about six years ago, where I told her she didn't have to work, focus on her business, there was no hold back even then, even to this present day, that no matter what, how, how our hardship has been, I believe that God is always going to make a way where I can continue that. Yeah. That's See, true. because that's why that is something that I want to be a blessing to her that she can always wake up every day knowing that that's one special gift for her. I appreciate that so much because I put my entrepreneur goals on hold. 
even though I was born into it, I did not launch it to entrepreneurship right away. You know, we got married. We started building a family. I was working in corporate America. You was working in, you know, in um, blue collar jobs. And as much as I wanted to get into entrepreneurship, you know, I was licensed. I did cosmetology. I did hair. I did that on the side. Mm -hmm. I worked in the salon part time. I used to do a little bit at, at the house, you know, where we were living. But it wasn't the full time entrepreneurship that I wanted to do that I had to pleasure of doing which right. I'm so grateful because October 21st made concierge resource professional consultants All right now they yeah. um seven up. years old she's That's seven right. years she made seven years old <laughs> and I didn't think I would be able to do the business this long because most yeah. businesses don't last past two years and no I have not made money every year oh, but the God. impact and the value that I've and the experiences that I have learned the relationships I have built locally you know regionally on the statewide nationwide and internationally and globally it has been amazing to position me to be an influencer to really build the brand that I wanted but I wouldn't have been able to do that as a mother and raising two young sons there yeah. was no way but you know what Teresa on uh, something you said that was very important to people to know even when you started seven years ago no we didn't have a lot of money we didn't have the connection and the bank and all that that who would just pour in or a leftover revenue from someone passing away and the majority of the time the percentage at least about at least 90 percent 92 percent of the time when small business people start a small business they're not going to be successful in the first five years right. unless they have a major income baggage or you are using credit cards yeah, or, or you know or, or, a bootstrapping or cashing and life insurance yeah, policies but in like the african-american community some of those things are used to maintain our livelihood. Yes. Some of those things are maintained to pay for childcare, <laughs> to put groceries in the house, to pay medical bills. We could not use those things to be able to invest in a business. They were repurposed to sustain our livelihood. Yep. Some people even went to college to get the student loan just to help offset, to help ends meet. So it's not the fact that we mismanaged money or we wasn't financially stable. At the end of the day, as my one of my friends said, life happens. Yep. And you have to be positioned to deal with whatever cart is dealt to you and how you're going to still sustain and make sure your family is okay and that your children don't think that, you know, nothing was ever was wrong until they become an adult. And then not only that, but before you even get to that point, because that's a good point you figure it come to, not even that with the support of businesses, a lot of times people have information and they have knowledge about stuff and they still want to give it to you to help you get to the next level. I don't understand whether you're part of an association or, or some type of social group or ministry or whatever the business um, party may be. A lot of times people do not divulge the simplest information to help people move forward in life. And that goes into writing my point of why I do what I do and why I was born to be the person that I am. Right. Because of hidden information that's being kept, not just for African-American individuals, but those of any ethnic group that is trying, that is striving. Yeah. If you're creative yeah. and you're very outspoken, you're a critical thinker, you think outside the box, you're an advocate, you, you speak out against injustices, these are the things that I am and what I possess. Yeah. I, even God says it in the Word, in the book of Psalms, that He 
believe in people doing business above board. That yep. means that's why he told the temple up. He didn't tell a temple. He didn't tell a temple up the marketplace up in the church because he didn't want people doing business. He didn't like the fact that people was cheating. Yep. When they did business. Yep. And that's what God does not like. God did not say now one time we could not be an entrepreneur. Not he did not time. say one time we could not make the money. It is not what we could not do. It is how we do it. So that is why as a consultant, as I am, that's what I say. I work with you. That means I'm not going to run your business for you. Because I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't given the vision to, for your business. You was given the vision. Exactly. God equipped me. Right. My God equipped me to help execute what you're thinking about to show connect you with resources and tools how to yep. make it happen and teach you along the way so once you get it up and going guess what my chapter closed and your chapter begins and then I move on to the next person but it takes you have to pay folks for the time the talent and, and even the treasures of their own they invest to help you get to the next level yes I remember you bringing up the point about the children and how it's so important that the children also have to have a vision to appreciate their mom and daddy for what they're doing in business and in life itself. And, and what they have done. And what they have done. They, they, the children don't have no clue what parents sacrificed, what they gave up, what they stretched, how many jobs they worked. Yep. You know, one job to take care of the livelihood. The other job is to take care of bills and stuff. The third one could be to pay expenses and recreational stuff for your children. It's not you couldn't mismanage money, but we've been together 34 years. I'm 51 years old. When I started working, minimum wage was $3.35 per hour. Now, y'all tell me how y'all going to be able to take care of family on $3.35 an hour. And then by the time I, we start having kids, minimum wage was $7.50. That ain't number of $4 increase. So you cannot say that you, the adult children cannot be disrespectful to their parents and saying they're not financially stable. Yeah. I even took my retirements from corporate America to make sure our children had the best education, had access to everything. As a matter of fact, we ain't started them off like, Ninth grade or eighth grade, I mean, I'm sorry, like 12th grade, and then you go to private school. We started uh, from fourth grade, fifth grade, all the way on up to graduate. Exactly, because as black African American boys, yep. as a mom, we had to advocate to make sure yep. that they wasn't kept back in grades. Like my niece said today on the show on October 27th about Jer her, her, her son Jeremiah would have been in high school till he was 24. Which he would have been too old to go play college football. That's what they're doing to our African American young men. Yep. And as a mom, I was a voice. I was at that school. I was in their face. And when I couldn't be there from teaching during the day, Mr. Gamble was there during the day because he was working at night. We ain't going to talk about the <laughs> nine, ten years. You know. Just separating. Just the. Uh, only saw each other four, five hours because he's yeah. sleeping from working. Oh, she's sleeping. Or we doing something in between. Unless it's our days off or we doing stuff in ministry. But, you know, a good point you also made that earlier, um, I'm going to emphasize on it a little bit more. When we're talking about our children, and, and, and for many parents out there who feel like their children didn't value them, even to this day, no matter what you've done for them, no matter how many jobs you had, I was working substitute and running the warehouse. <laughs> it still ain't good enough for your children. And when they get older, they realize, you know, where you brought them from. You can have, we had a house, we call it a baby mansion on the south side. Me and my wife 
it was registered that me and my wife on the south side that had the biggest land that was registered as black minority people as black how homeowner homeowner as a homeowner we ain't come out no apartment now ain't no little duplex and we it was not in the gated it wasn't in the gated community cars. nope and um and it did like everything was paid for in the house everything was in the furniture was paid for in the house and the only thing was paid for in the house insurance and the house and maintenance so that we needed but overall they didn't look at the value of that. They didn't look at the first house we bought many years prior to that. That was on a, a, a acre um, and a half, and 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 me and my wife we did a project where we just remodeled everything. Where they had their own rooms and all kind of stuff. They had cars and trucks that was we had paid for, but they don't look at the value that what we was established for them to be able to be not only a white collar or blue collar, no matter where they went in life. They had multiple skills. Right. We wanted to make sure they was ready. And yeah. that's a role that I played as a mom because of my upbringing. Both of my parents was, you know, had a strong work ethic. They was raised in the country. Both of them, you know, both of the sides of the family were, um, their family's ancestors were slaves. Mm -hmm. So they have that strong work ethic mentality. My grandfather, you know, was a Southern Baptist minister, a regional one in Georgia and with the AME church. Right. Then it trickled on to my dad, who was a longshoreman, always worked, never saw him when I was little. I mean, I got a glimpse at him one or two times, but he was always working. My mom, even though she was a domestic worker, stayed at home, she was a baker. She used her skill sets from what she was raised to monetize. Right. So she would bake. She did domestic work when she was pregnant with me. You know, she did things to keep the family going. So when one income stops suddenly, there's still another stream of income coming. But young adult children today have to realize by then minimum wage and salaries was much lower. It was much lower. And then on top of that, cost of living was very expensive. Mm -hmm. And even, even, even no matter, even if I was, when I was working for corporate America for one of the biggest, largest bank here in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, regardless of all the income and revenue was making, I was doing work on the side with my lawn, you know, having, doing lawn service. We always, it, and that's my point, honey. Church. When, that's how I knew when I met you, that we were uh, aligned to be yeah. together. Our work ethic was the same. Our mentality was the same. Serving the same God, Jesus Christ. Being in ministry spirit. was the same. Yeah. Being third generation um, preacher's kids was the same. Yeah. So the thing of it is, I look back on my 51 years. Mm-hmm. That's Even good. though I've been with my husband since I was 16, I really never had a single life. I went from dating him Graduating high school, being engaged, and got married. Yeah, so I yeah. never had a single life. So that's why I like to tell a lot of single women, I can't give you no advice on being single because I have never been single. Yeah, never. As a bachelor, which I had the opportunity to do that, and I still share this rule. There's a, a order that a lot of times when people say, Ernest, how are you and Teresa did it? And, and we be telling y'all how we did it because a lot of times when I realize when people don't got married, after they done live together and done act like their husband and wife, one thing they do not, one thing they do not experience is that that feeling that oh I'm married now, you know, finally. And so when you miss that appointment to feel that it's okay instead of just being normal, because hey, we've been doing this forever, right? We've been engaged like this forever, you know. And so finally, you and you do not. You do not feel marriage is important, or you don't feel the value of marriage. 
that all of a sudden, hey, I do. But a lot of times, Teresa, because the order that many times people are not following, a lot of times you're not going to get the supplement. Of course not. But no. then again, it goes a lot. Even as a even though I have not been a single woman, yeah. I still had my goals, vision and dreams on what I wanted marriage to look like. Right. What did I want to accomplish? Well you didn't leave home jacked up. In other words, you know, because you we didn't rush to get married because you was pregnant. No. We didn't have our kids till two, three years later. Right. You know, you didn't leave home because you had an attitude with your parents and you were disrespectful. No, you didn't do that. We waited our time. Exactly. And that's right. very important. Yeah. It's how you leave home. There you go. It's how you leave. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times growing up for me it was rough because I was a middle child. Right. And I got neglected a lot. Right. But I made sure that I learned and equipped myself enough that I could self sustain, even if I wouldn't have got married to Ernest. Right. I even had a plan and a strategy for that. You know, to leave the state, to go away to college, to get my degree. To do some things. And there's still some goals and some dreams on my personal bucket list that I want to accomplish on this earth. And now with this pandemic, it really has put and escalated a lot of those bucket list things that I want to do. Mm. About, you know, all the injustices that's going on. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't have nothing against marching. I don't have nothing against calling folk. But it's to the place now we need to change legislation. Until these laws get changed... People going to keep doing what they doing until a law is enforced to let them know, hey, you're breaking the law. Yep. You're going to be charged and you're going to be taken care of because this is, a, this is against the law on the federal, state, regional, and local levels. Yep. And the only way to do that, you have to speak out in your voice. And all the journeys and the trials I done been through with on jobs on corporate America, yep. even in business relationships where people have lied through their teeth and they know they lying. Yep. They know they old. Yep. They know they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They know they didn't keep the agreement. They didn't keep the arrangement. And then you want a bold faced lie and then ignore and run away. Just cause you ignore and run away from me, that don't mean God don't see you. And that don't mean God will not use other people to get you. Yep. Well, you know, I got a favorite scripture I always like to use, <laughs> Matthew 7 and 12. You so I'm going to let y'all go home and do the homework. I want y'all to read that. <laughs> so when someone do something like that, or when you, and sometimes we talk about our children and our relatives because they are a part. Why sometimes when family are not connected anymore? In laws because of this the, the, mentality. Um, the village, you know, and, and, and if you really want, one day I hope we and me and Teresa can really sit down and talk to y'all. Uh, to really deal with what that village looked like. What it's supposed to be like. And what it's supposed to be like, but what really happened concerning the village and, and, and not the villages only in the neighborhood and in the school, but y'all gonna be surprised how the village and the church house just was just as jacked up than anything else that we could call a village, right? Uh, in our political uh, arena as well. So, But nevertheless, Teresa, I think this is marvelous. I think this is beautiful. And captivating that making sure that people have a full view and understanding 
of who who I am. Yes, of who you because, are. Because some people yeah. don't understand. They don't get it. Yeah. You know, they want to say I'm difficult. You know, I've even been approached and told, now I see why you the way you are. No, you don't see. Yeah. You see a glimpse, but you don't yeah. see. Nobody knows the full story. Yeah, because but there's I, a lot of work behind what you're yeah, doing. Entire work that yeah. when a lot of you all are sleeping or relaxing or having fun, <laughs> I'm the one up at night. I'm, I'm working because I'm getting those spiritual downloads yeah. um, to move forward and not to, to be more proactive and not reactive. Yeah. So I have a call to action for all of you for you know this week of the broadcast show for my birthday do your homework study what happened that took place the year you was born on the day you was born it'll give you some real insight what your purpose is and that's what I did Mm -hmm. because as a preacher's daughter I always look to get it through prophecy through church for people to tell me what my purpose is on this earth but it was until I sat down and did the research on the, the month the date and the year I was born yeah. What took place on in our country? What took place in the civilization on this date? Yeah. Not just in the natural, but in the spirit realm too. And yeah. I guarantee you will get some clarity on your purpose on this earth and what you're supposed to be doing to see how close on track you are or how far off track you is. Yes. Because you may be wasting time and and talent and treasures on the wrong people, places, and things yep. that you were not purpose to do on this earth and whom you was created by. Yep. So so I just want to let everybody know you need to take time to understand who you are because that's why I'm the way I am because I don't understand who I am and no, everybody ain't going to like me. Everybody ain't going to love me. But guess what will happen? Everyone will respect me. You've been listening to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble. Courageous Conversation is powered by Concierge Resource Professional Consultant. Would you like to be a guest and have your story, lesson, and best practice to be captured in an audio psychopedia? We are currently reviewing applications for future guests to join us and we're especially interested in creating spaces for long-standing or multi-generational Black-owned businesses. For more information, And to be considered, please email info at crpcnow.com to request an application. Be not weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not. Galatians 6 and 9.